When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America Breach of contract is a legal cause of action and a type of civil wrong, in which a binding agreement or bargain for exchange is not honored by one or more of the parties to the contract by non-performance or interference with the other party's performance. Breach occurs when a party to a contract fails to fulfill its as, whether partially or wholly, as described in the contract, or communicates an intent to fail the obligation or otherwise appears not to be able to perform its obligation under the contract. Where there is breach of contract, the resulting damages will have to be paid by the party breaching the contract to the aggrieved party. If a contract is rescinded, parties are legally allowed to undo the work unless doing so would directly charge the other party at that exact time. It is important to bear in mind that contract law is not the same from country to country. Each country has its own independent, freestanding law of contract. Therefore, It makes sense to examine the laws of the country to which the contract is governed before deciding how the law of contract, of that country, applies to any particular contractual relationship. What constitutes a breach of contract? To determine whether or not a contract has been breached, a judge needs to examine the contract. To do so, they must examine, the existence of a contract, the requirements of the contract, and if any modifications were made to the contract. Only then can the judge make a ruling on the existence and classifications of a breach. Additionally, for the contract to be breached and the judge to deem it worthy of a breach, the plaintiff must prove that there was a breach in the first place and that the plaintiff held up its side of the contract by completing everything required. Additionally, the plaintiff must notify the defendant of the breach prior to filing the lawsuit. Ways of Breaching Contracts A breach of contract may take place when a party to the contract fails to perform their obligations under the contract in whole or in part, behaves in a manner which shows an intention not to perform their obligations under contract in the future, or the contract becomes impossible to perform as a result of the defaulting party's own act. These classifications describe only how a contract can be breached, not how serious the breach is. A judge will make a decision on whether a contract was breached based on the claims of both parties. The first type above is an actual breach of contract. The two other types are breaches as to the future performance of the contract and are technically known as renunciatory breaches. The defaulting party renunciates the contract in advance of when it is required to perform its obligations. Renunciatory breach is more commonly known as anticipatory breach. Classifications of breaches of contract The general law has three categories of breaches of contract, which measure the seriousness of the breach. In the absence of a contractual or statutory provision, any breach of contract is categorized. Breach of warranty. Breach of condition, or breach of an anominate term, otherwise known as an intermediate term. There is no internal rating system within each of these categories, such as a serious breach of warranty. Any breach of contract is of a breach of warranty, condition or anominate term. In terms of priority of classification of these terms, A term of a contract is an anominate term unless it is clear that it is intended to be a condition or a warranty. Rights to damages for breach. Any breach of contract, warranty, condition or anominate term, 
gives rise to a right in the hands of the innocent party to recover their damage suffered which was caused by the breach of contract by the defaulting party. Damages is in the UK the only remedy available for breach of a warranty. Those damages can come in different forms such as an award of monetary damages, liquidated damages, specific performances, rescission, and restitution. Damages are classified as being compensatory or punitive. Compensatory damages are awarded in an attempt to place the innocent party in the position that would have been occupied but for the breach. Those damages are most often awarded as payments. Punitive damages are given to punish or make an example of a wrongdoer who has acted willfully, maliciously or fraudulently. Punitive damages are awarded only in extreme cases and usually along with compensatory damages. Right to terminate for breach. A right to terminate a contract arises for 1. Breach of a condition of the contract, no matter how trivial the breach of the condition may be. 2. Repudiatory breach, that is an actual breach of an innominate term, where the consequence of the breach is sufficiently serious to give rise to a right to terminate, or 3. Renunciatory breach, aka anticipatory breach, where the other party makes clear to the innocent party that it 1. Is not going to perform the contract at all, or 2. Is going to commit a breach of a condition, or 3. Is going to commit a breach of an innominate term. And the consequences will be such as to entitle the innocent party to treat the contract as at an end. An innocent party is therefore entitled to elect to terminate a contract only for breach of a condition of the contract, repudiatory breach, or renunciatory breach. To terminate a contract for repudiatory breach, the innocent party must tell the defaulting party. Many commercial contracts include clauses that set out a process whereby notice must be given and in what form. Consequently, if there is a written contract, care should be taken to check the contract terms and to ensure compliance notwithstanding that the other party may, on the face of it, have committed a clear and repudiatory breach. It is only when the defaulting party is told that a repudiatory breach has been accepted that the contract is terminated. If the defaulting party is not told the repudiatory breach has been accepted, the contract continues in force. An innocent party is not compelled to exercise its right to terminate and accept a repudiatory breach. Otherwise, the contract continues in force. Repudiatory breaches. Conduct is repudiatory if it deprives the innocent party of substantially the whole of the benefit intended received as consideration for performance of its future obligations under the contract. Different forms of words are used by courts to express this central concept. The most prominent is whether the breach goes to the root of the contract. Those forms of words are simply different ways of expressing the substantially the whole benefit test. Sometimes the innocent party may be deprived of its entitlement to damages for repudiatory breach of contract. If the innocent party is irremediably disabled from performance, provided that that inability to perform on the part of the innocent party is not itself attributable to the repudiatory breach. If the innocent party has a settled intention not to perform. Renunciatory breaches. Conduct is renunciatory if it shows an intention to commit a repudiatory breach. The conduct would lead a reasonable person to conclude that the party does not intend to perform its future obligations when they fell due. Showing an intention to perform a contract in a manner which is inconsistent with the terms of the contract also shows an intention not to perform the contract. Whether such conduct is so severe so as to amount to a renunciatory breach depends upon whether the threatened difference in performance is repudiatory. An intention to perform connotes a willingness to perform, but willingness in this context does not mean a desire to perform despite an inability to do so. 
To say I would like to but I cannot negatives intent just as much as I will not. Contracting parties must perform contracts in strict accordance with their terms, what was agreed in the first instance when the contract was formed. To do otherwise is therefore a breach of contract. In the event of a renunciatory breach, the innocent party may choose to accept the breach at once and to terminate the contract, without waiting for the due date of performance, or wait for the time for performance of the contract. If the defaulting party does not perform when the time for performance arrives, the contract may be terminated. However, if the defaulting party performs, the right to terminate is lost forever. Conduct comprising a breach for performance of contractual obligations that have fallen due may be insufficient to be a repudiation. However, nevertheless, conduct may be a renunciation because it would lead the reasonable observer to conclude that there was an intention not to perform in the future, and the past and threatened future breaches taken together would be repudiatory. The reason for a defaulting party committing an actual breach is generally irrelevant to whether it constitutes a breach, or whether the breach is a repudiation, this is an incident of strict liability for the performance of contractual obligations. However, the reason may be highly relevant to what such breach would lead the reasonable observer to conclude about the defaulting party's intentions in relation to future performance and therefore to the issue of renunciation. Often, the question whether conduct is a renunciation falls to be judged by reference to the defaulting party's intention, which is objectively evinced by past breaches and other words in conduct. Breach of Warranty A breach of a warranty of a contract creates a right to damages for the loss suffered, which was caused by the breach. These minor breaches do not entitle the innocent party to terminate the contract. The innocent party cannot sue the party in default for specific performance, only damages. Injunctions, specific performance is a type of injunction, to restrain further breach of a warranty are likely to be refused on the basis that, one, injunctions are a discretionary remedy, and, two, damages are an adequate remedy in the circumstances of the case. Suppose a homeowner hires a contractor to install new plumbing and insists that the pipes, which will ultimately be hidden behind the walls, must be red. The contractor instead uses blue pipes that function just as well. Although the contractor breached the literal terms of the contract, the homeowner cannot ask a court to order the contractor to replace the blue pipes with red pipes. The homeowner can only recover the amount of his or her actual damages. In this instance, this is the difference in value between red pipe and blue pipe. Since the color of a pipe does not affect its function, the difference in value is zero. Therefore, no damages have been incurred and the homeowner would receive nothing, reference Jacob and Young's v. Kent however, had the pipe color been specified in the agreement as a condition, a breach of that condition may well constitute a major, for example repudiatory, breach. Simply because a term in a contract is stated by the parties to be a condition does not necessarily make it so. Such statements though are one of the factors taken into account to decide whether it is a condition or warranty of the contract. Other than where the color of the pipes went to the root of the contract, suppose the pipes were to be used in a room dedicated to artwork related to plumbing, or dedicated to high fashion, it would more than likely be a warranty, not a condition. The general rule is that stipulations as to time in a contract are not conditions of the contract, there are exceptions, such as in shipping contracts, it depends in part upon the commercial importance of timely delivery in all the circumstances of the case. As such, missing a date for performance stipulated in a contract is usually a breach of warranty. However, when a contract specifies time is of the essence or otherwise contains an express or implied term that times for performance are critical, stipulations as to time will be conditions of the contract. 
Accordingly, if a party fails to meet the time stipulations, it will be a breach of a condition of the contract, entitling the innocent party to terminate. Breach of a condition. Breach of a condition of a contract is known as a repudiatory breach. Again, a repudiatory breach entitles the innocent party at common law to 1. terminate the contract and 2. claim damages. No other type of breach except a repudiatory breach is sufficiently serious to permit the innocent party to terminate the contract for breach. The Law School of America. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America.